Welcome to the Stanford Law School Wellness Cast. I'm Joe Bankman, professor of law and also a psychologist. This episode marks a new direction for the Wellness Cast. My co-host, Sarah Weinstein, a lawyer turned therapist, left to manage her Bay Area clinical practice. She said goodbye to us in our last podcast. She left behind a parting gift, a suggestion that I enlist Stanford Law students to help produce and write the podcast. I've taken her up on that suggestion. Today's wellness cast was written and produced by two terrific Stanford Law students, Alin Rosenberger and Marjorie Marquardt. Both Marjorie and Alin are rising second year students. Alin will get a master's in public health from John Hopkins and rejoin us in a year. Marjorie will work this summer at the DC Public Defender's Office. Welcome, Alin and Marjorie. Thank you, thank you. Alin, your story today is on a remarkable program that teaches yoga and mindfulness in women's juvenile detention centers. Tell us about it. That's right. So today we are spotlighting the Art of Yoga Project, which brings a mindfulness-based curriculum to at-risk, incarcerated, and exploited girls. What do you mean by mindfulness-based? The program combines yoga, meditation, creative arts, and writing into a thorough curriculum for all of the girls that it serves. And Alin, this is a program that was originally centered in juvenile detention centers, but it's actually taught in more places today. Yeah, so the Art of Yoga Project goes well beyond juvenile detention facilities. They teach in gang-impacted middle and high schools, substance abuse treatment facilities, and organizations working with sex-trafficked girls. And how did you get interested in this project? So I'm really committed to children's health and interested in programs that support women and girls. And Marjorie actually has experience teaching yoga to at-risk populations. Well, I'm going to turn to you now, Marjorie. When we think of yoga, we might think of stretching. And a lot of people don't know very much about mindfulness. What does this all have to do with mental health? Yeah, so, I mean, yoga definitely incorporates some aspect of stretching, but that's really the tip of the iceberg. Um, You uh, learn how to slow down a lot in yoga and calm the nerves by a lot of the breath-based activities, and this can be really helpful for people, especially some of the young girls that the project serves, who have overstimulated environments and sort of need that moment of pause. And that moment of pause really lets you take stock and maybe avoid doing something that you might regret later on. That's absolutely right. Uh, It teaches you a lot of different techniques for self-soothing and and mental health care in general. And we're talking about how important this is in the environment these young women grow up with, but it can also be important, say, for an associate at a law firm. Absolutely, or even some law students like Lynn and I have found. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there any proof any of this works? There is. Uh, Georgetown University Center on Poverty and Inequality released a report that summarizes more than 40 published studies on mental health benefits of yoga, in particular for girls in juvenile justice system. And we're going to have that terrific work of uh, Georgetown Center uh, linked on our website. Tell us about the person you interviewed for this story. So Roxana Enriquez is a 27-year-old mother of two who first learned about the Art of Yoga Project when she was incarcerated uh, here in the Bay Area. She went through a lot of yoga classes and brought that practice with her once she got out of the juvenile detention facility and used it to really transform her life. 
She graduated from college just a few weeks ago and now has her sights set on law school and also her career in the public service sector. It's an inspiring story. Yeah, it really is. Roxana, do you want to start us off with a centering exercise? Yes. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, so let's go ahead and just get into a comfortable seated position. Breathing in through your nose. And exhaling out. Take a moment to pay attention to how your breath is just breathing in through your nose and out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was lovely. So I know that when I taught uh, at a juvenile detention facility that a lot of times the students would just be like, I don't want to participate today, mm -hmm. kind of have this attitude that they don't like yoga, there's kind of a lot of myths about yoga. How do you um, deal with that or kind of invite people without forcing them to participate? Yeah, so I noticed that some of the girls come in and they just want to lay on their mats and they don't want to participate. <laughs> so then some of them don't want to talk to you directly in the eyes. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have, we, we pass around like squishy balls or um, something that they could touch, they could feel, and then they talk. Or sometimes what I do is just um, say like, you know, like, we this is our safe circle we're gonna get all the girls and we need we need everybody to come into like a tadasana and a standing pose we're gonna we need each other's energy to do this pose so just by saying like little cueing like that but in a very um friendly way not in a very like like serious way but mm -hmm. in like you know, in a friendly way that they will feel, oh, she's, she wants, all eyes are on her, you know. So I just, like, say, all right, let's just go ahead and do some tree pose. And we're going to extend our arms. And then we're going to, we need, some, we need, we're missing a tree. So mm -hmm. then, um, you know, she, like, slowly starts to join us. <laughs> so it seems like the girls' attitudes might change during a given class. Mm -hmm. Do you see their attitudes changing throughout the entire year, throughout the entire curriculum? Yes, so their attitudes change like every day. For example, my last class, I had a girl that she came in, she was feeling good, you know, she checked in, she was feeling good. And then at the end, um, after Shavasana, um, she said, I feel that I came in with a big weight on top of me and now I don't have that weight. So it's just like, she feels very, her words were very like calm and rested and just very like happier and stuff so I could see that in her energy and next thing you know she goes um to hold her baby and like a little rocking chair mm -hmm. and she just very calmly looking at her child and just like holding and smiling at the baby and that was very nice to see and I just like it was very nice to see <laughs> that day. So I think part of what makes your story as a teacher with the Art of Yoga Project so fascinating and interesting and um, worth sharing with our listeners is, is that you are a student yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I was just wondering if you remember your first class with the Art of Yoga Project. 
Yes, I was back in 2005 or 2004. No, yeah, 2005. Um, yeah, so I was in Hillcrest um, Juvenile Facility, and I will see yoga teachers come in, and they will set up the room, like in pink mats, and then um, they will start the yoga practice. And I thought, oh, I just want to get out of my room. I want to go try that exercise class, workout class, because I didn't know what yoga was. And then next thing you know, I'm like, this is not really like a workout. It feels really good. You know, I'm stretching my body. I'm, they're teaching me breathing exercises. And just the way that um, the teacher's tone, the voice, the common cueing that she used, um, were very like I said why, why they're being so nice like they're saying nice things to me to us to me so then I will go back to my room and I will try the same poses um you know restorative poses in my bed in the room and then I will think about my life I'll think about like I would just start thinking about my life and I'll start looking at the window at the nearest tree I will see and I would just keep breathing and just thinking about what's going to happen to me, what's going to happen to me next. And, um, yeah, I remember Marilyn. Mm -hmm. She's the founder of the Art of Yoga Project, and she used to teach me yoga when I was in Hillcrest. And um, I used to also say, why are these ladies, they're so, like, friendly, they're tall, and (laughs) they're friendly. And um, they never, like ask us anything about why we were there they never like I felt like I was never judged by them so like I felt very safe being in my mat and just practicing the yoga how do you think the practicing yoga shifted your attitude over your time at Hillcrest and then later at the the girls camp so when I got released off probation when I was about 18 years old, um, I fell into a very unhealthy relationship, um, and that's when I became pregnant. I was very depressed, and I felt in my lowest, like, I just was, I felt very not myself, and then I started to remembering and finding some of my old boxes from Hillcrest, my own writing, my own art, my own little art projects. And I found this little box that said like, it looked very simple in the outside, but in the inside it said words like, you are strong, you're beautiful, you know, you're smart, you're strong and you're beautiful. And it just kept saying that. And then I kept saying that to myself and it just brought me back to when I was like 14, 15 years old, and I was practicing yoga and how those poses made me feel. So um, I started doing it. Being in that unhealthy relationship, I started doing those poses. I started using the techniques, like the breathing techniques that I remember from when I was young. And then little by little, I started leaving that unhealthy relationship and I left it um, because I felt very empowered and strong. So it sounds like you had a pretty transformative experience with the Art of Yoga Project. Do you share that with the girls that you teach now? Sometimes I do share my story Mm -hmm. when I feel that it's necessary. Um, Sometimes it's in the beginning or sometimes it could be at the end. For example, a couple weeks ago I had a new girl and she... um, 
she didn't know who I was and I wanted her to feel comfortable and, you know, to be interested in the class. So we, we did the practice. She joined us during the practice. And then at the end, I told her why I do this. And that, that's when I told her about my story. So it could make sense that she could build, like, connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Do you think that helped her connect with you or connect with the practice in any way? Yes, because she said that, um, she said, I didn't know that you were young and you were there and you have two kids and what you're doing now and and that yoga helped you you know feel very like strong about yourself and very confident about yourself so like when i say this my story to girls they um they say oh yeah she used to be like us so they feel very comfortable and they're smiling and I look very young to them, and I look like them, a lot of them. So, like, we're able to connect, and they're able to pay really attention to my my practice. Mm-hmm. And whenever I talk about my experience, they pay attention, and they're curious, saying, oh, so what pose do you used to do when, you know, you felt very weak? So I will tell her, oh, I used to do, like, warrior two or tree pose because I was I felt very grounded into the to earth. And I, it allowed me to find more space in my, and just my body and just, I just loved myself. So I just continued to say that to them and they really think it was pretty cool. So in addition to all of these remarkable things you have going on right now, I know you're also interested in attending law school. So we'd love to hear a little bit about your law school aspirations and what what inspired that and and where you stand in that process now. Yes. So um, I actually graduated in two weeks. So actually next week. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. (laughs) Yes, congratulations. So exciting. So um, this summer I'm going to be taking a blueprint course in Berkeley. And I'm very excited because um, the LSAT course is going to be my number one priority all summer. And I'm going to treat it like a full-time job. Um, and I'm very, um, I, I'm very organized person and plan everything out on my agenda. So pretty much I'm going to just focus and prepping for the LSAT test um, because I, I want to have a good score mm-hmm. on September 8th. Um, that's, that's where I'm going to, that's the date that I'm going to be taking my test. And I'm really nervous, but I know that um, remembering, take a deep breath and the yoga it helps me a lot. Sometimes when people come out of yoga, they're like calm and stuff. I am calm too, but then I'm very energetic. Like I have a lot of energy and I'm able to be goofy with my kids and all that stuff. But yes, um, I want to go to law school um, because I want to have that legal education background. Um, I would like to... Um, you know, help my community out. I want to make sure people are not taken advantage of. And I also want to go to law school because I want to challenge myself. I didn't feel challenged um, during college, but I really want to, I feel that by attending uh, law school, I'm going to, I'm going to be challenged. And I want to just reach my highest potential and just continue to get, you know, to further my education and um, one day I want to run for school board um, in where I grew up in, 
and also or run for like office mm -hmm. because I really I think that we need a lot of women mm -hmm. uh, making uh, decisions and being in authoritative positions. Well, we are so excited to see what difference you make, and I, just, I know it's just been such an honor to get to get to know you and to hear your story, and we really just can't thank you enough. We were just wondering if maybe you wanted to leave us off with a mantra or something that you say at the end of one of your yoga practices. Okay, so at the end of the yoga practice, I usually have the girls um, be in a comfortable seated position, usually in crisscross applesauce, mm -hmm. but we're we don't have to do that right now. <laughs> I say go ahead and just bring your hands to in front of you. And we're going to go ahead and close our eyes and take a deep breath. And just, I leave them with peace begins with me. So I repeat this mantra like three times, but in a calm voice. Right now I'm so excited though. <laughs> So like example is to go ahead and just center so breathe in and out. Peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. And then we close with our hands together and then inhale. And exhale. Namaste. Namaste. You've been listening to the Stanford Law School Wellness Cast. Today's episode was written and produced by Alyn Rosenberger and Marjorie Marquardt and featured Roxana Enriquez. You can find more about the Art of Yoga Project and about the Wellness Cast by typing in Stanford Law School Wellness on your browser, SoundCloud, or iTunes.